why does the American healthcare system look the way it does? It's not chance or luck, it's choices. And we're looking at some of those choices all this week. Today, the price of prescription drugs in America, and how the law does or doesn't help to control costs. Mary Harris is the host and managing editor for WNYC's Health Desk, and Mary takes us back to the 1980s and the passage of a law called the Hatch-Waxman Act. But first, a stop in California. One morning a few years back, Debbie Provost woke up in her home in Stockton, California. Yeah, I woke up, put my feet on the ground, and there was nothing there. No leg feeling. No foot feeling. She actually pinched her legs so hard it made a bruise. And it was both legs. It was just gone. Eventually, she planted both feet on the ground and tried standing up. And it was like walking on other people's legs. It was very strange. I could still walk, but I could not feel them at all. She already knew what was wrong. Debbie has multiple sclerosis. After she was diagnosed, her neurologist handed her two big folders full of information about treatments they could try. She said, these are the drugs that I like to use and read all about it, check it out, decide which one you want to do. Now, in those two big folders full of information, was there anything in there about how much the drugs cost? No, no. And that was a problem because Debbie's husband was about to become her ex-husband and his insurance was about to become her ex-insurance, which is how she learned those drugs cost thousands of dollars a month. I had to pay it. I didn't want to lose my legs. And I paid it for almost 13, 14 months. I spent every dime of my life savings Almost $100,000. And then she ran out of money and simply stopped taking her meds. One of the things you find when you look back in the history of pharmaceuticals in American life is the sense that they have always been becoming untenably expensive. Jeremy Green is a doctor and a historian at Johns Hopkins University. He says, we've been hearing stories like Debbie's since the 1950s. And there was this one moment where politicians in Washington came together to step in and try to fix it. You can just go back to this moment in September 24th, 1984. We are in the Rose Garden with President Ronald Reagan striding up to a podium. He is uh, flanked on one side by... Uh, Representative Henry Waxman, a very visible, very politically liberal uh, Democrat from California, on his other side by Senator Orrin Hatch. They are there to watch Reagan sign their bill, the Drug Price Competition Patent Term Restoration Act, which, if you know about it at all, you probably know it by a different name, the Hatch-Waxman Act. And All three of them are emphasizing how all Americans will benefit from this bill. Senior citizens require more medication than any other segment of our society. I speak with some authority on that. We use about 25% of all the drugs sold. With this bill, elderly Americans will have access to safe and effective drugs at the lowest possible cost. This bill did a couple of things. It extended drug patents so pharmaceutical companies had more time to recoup their investment in new drugs. And once those patents expired, this law made it much easier to sell cheaper, generic drugs. I think when we look back today and lament, rightly, the loss of bipartisanship 
in our political culture, Hatch-Waxman is often brought up as a model. We need more bills like this. There was something for everybody. At the time, President Reagan estimated this bill would save Americans a billion dollars over the next 10 years. Actually, they saved far more, more like a trillion. I mean, I I see patients in a clinic, uh, in a community health center, in which I I rely on generic drugs uh, to be accessible and affordable um, for plenty of the patients that I see who have no insurance in particular. But for all its success, Hatch-Waxman didn't do anything to rein in the rising prices of new drugs. 30 years ago, you would not see a $30,000 drug. Now it's fairly commonplace to see a new drug with that sort of price tag. And even though Debbie's MS drug, it's called Avonex, is really old, it isn't cheap. Avonex is a particularly complicated kind of drug called a biologic So making a generic version would still cost a lot. I think we have a natural history of the way that we view pharmaceuticals. And I think there's a specific way that we think of drugs this way, that new drugs have to be expensive and old drugs miraculously become cheaper. But increasingly we realize this is not the case, that old drugs can be very expensive. And there's no natural reason why a new drug has to be expensive either. In other countries, the government controls drug prices. Our government relies on competition instead, and that doesn't always work. Over the last few years, even generic drugs have gotten pricey. We're sort of seeing both of these things happening at the same time. We can still see for a majority of generic drugs that narrative that we think we know. Old, competition, cheap. And yet the generic drug prices are jumping as well, and we're unable to control either of them. You talked about Hatch-Waxman as this grand bargain creating a free market solution to drug prices. Do you think a free market solution works? Well, it's certainly not working now. Especially if you have multiple sclerosis. Debbie Provost says when she meets other patients, drug prices are the number one topic of conversation. We all talk about what insurance we have and how much are the co-pays? It's funny, you know, I, I checked and Congress is investigating the makers of Avonex. Oh, they are? Yeah. They have this list of prices and they say that the price has gone up 900% just about since the drug was released. Oh, I believe it. Do you think lawmakers will be able to fix the problem? I don't know how they'll be able to control the private sector but they've got to do something. A few weeks back, President Trump's nominee for Secretary of Health and Human Services, his name is Alex Azar, testified in front of Congress that rising drug prices were a priority for him. He said he wants to foster more competition, the way Hatch-Waxman was supposed to. He didn't mention price controls. Azar's last job was president of the pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly. For The Takeaway, I'm Mary Harris. You can hear more from this series, Your Healthcare, What Happened? It's all on our website at thetakeaway.org slash healthcare.